Election College, Episode 103, The Articles of Confederation and the Second Set of Presidents. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. All right, Jason, last episode, we talked about the Continental Congress and all the presidents and stuff that went along with that. And it seems only fitting that we move right into the Articles of Confederation because that was our second form of government here in these United States. Or I guess they weren't really United States quite yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. So the Articles of Confederation and uh, used to be known as the Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union. That was the agreement that said, hey, these 13 original states, we're going to get along. <laughs> we're going we're, we're gonna to try this uh, government thing out and see what happens. Yeah, and they initially defined themselves as a firm league of friendship. And, uh, you know, everybody gets to retain their sovereignty, freedom, and independence, all that good stuff. But uh, it quickly became a country. And they didn't really think they were a country, but they were a country. Yeah, because if we would have maintained that first relationship, we'd all have to shake hands every time you cross the border of a state and everything like that. Right. But, that just gets cumbersome. Yeah. So we want to talk a little bit about the background about this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably appropriate. So in the last episode, we did talk about the Continental Congress. And so we declare our independence from Britain and now we need to go and form a government and try to figure out what a constitution is going to look like. This whole deal with this firm league of friendship and each state retaining its sovereignty, freedom, and independence really gives a lot of leeway, right? Because, hey, to this day, there is the back and forth of does the state have the more power or does the federal government have more power? So during the period of the Articles and Confederation, and the reason they needed to be drafted was to try to figure out how government was going to be conducted. Yeah. And again, we need someone to preside over things. There's an article nine of the Articles of Confederation that basically says Congress will appoint one of their members to preside, provided, this is different than before, by the way, that no one person be allowed to serve in the office of president more than one year in any term of three years. And so basically, that's like the only thing they said about this job is that here's the term limits and you're in charge. And so there's a lot of controversy at the time and also now about how much power these individuals who became the presiding or the presidents, um, how much power they actually had. And, you know, it created some controversy, but also just kind of made things interesting for everybody as they move forward. Yeah. So there were people who were in charge of these gatherings and they were called the presidents of the United States and Congress assembled. 
Can you imagine introducing yourself as that? I bet they didn't introduce themselves as that. They probably just said, I am the president. Or better yet, hey, I'm Sam. I'm Tom. I'm John. I'm Elias. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, something like that. So the presidency during this period was very weak. And the articles did allow for a 13-member committee of the states to hold power. And this committee of 13 was sort of like a cabinet. And it was run a lot like a parliament would be run. And they appointed a secretary of foreign wars and a secretary of war. And the people who took those roles were actually more important and more powerful than the president of the Congress. So again, we have a president, but he's just presiding. Right. Yeah. Hey, why don't we go through a few of those names and see if anybody recognizes them? Uh, The first one is Samuel Huntington. Hopefully you at least recognize him from the last episode where he was the last person we talked about as the president of the Continental Congress. But he just kind of moves into this new role and serves for another, you know, three, four months. Yeah. And then um, Thomas McKean, he's from Delaware. He's only serving for three months. And then the next several, John Hansen, Elias Boudinot, Thomas Mifflin, they serve for just over 11 months each. Yeah, and then Richard Henry Lee, his uh, term is just over 11 months, but the there was a adjournment right before his term and an adjournment right after his term. And so between those two, his term got cut a little short, but he still served you know, a full term of the Continental Congress. And then when it picks back up in 1785, guess who's back, Jason? It's John Hancock, that rascal. Uh, he was the president <laughs> of the Continental Congress before, and now he is the president of the United States and Congress assembled from uh, November of 85 to June of 86. So about six and a half months or so. Yeah, you said that in one breath. And then Arthur St. Clair uh, and Cyrus Griffin uh, were also presidents of the United States in Congress assembled as well. So notice that during this time period, yeah, we had a lot of different presidents, but good old George Washington was just waiting, just waiting for the day that he would become the president of the United States. Yeah. And I mean, like we said before, George Washington's out there serving as the commander in chief of the army. And later they, they're like, well, George Washington was like the man for that job. And now he's the man for the presidency. So we should get rid of the job commander in chief, right? And some people are like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's get rid of it. And other people say, why don't we just like give it to him still? Because because it's his job. Like nobody else is going to take his job. So they essentially replaced the position with a position called the senior officer of the army, and the commander in chief gets rolled into the duties of the president. And that's all kind of a tip of the hat to Georgie Boy. Yeah. And just to give more kudos and props to George Washington, the presidency as we know it today is so much different uh, as we've covered. And it, it's due in large part to Washington being a humble leader that he said, you know, he wasn't going to be king and that he 
did resign after serving a couple of terms and uh, he didn't hold it over anybody else's head once he was out of office that, you know, he served his term, went back to Mount Vernon and, and that's what most presidents have done, not go back to Mount Vernon, but go back to uh, their home and, and let new administrations be in charge. It's kind of interesting, though, the term president, again, during this era in the, in the pre-Washington years, really was implied and meant to be an overseer rather than a ruler or a dictator. And that made uh, the United States very unique in, in relation to any other country in the world. Yeah, I mean, most other countries in the late 1700s are either dictatorships, they're monarchies, uh, they are not ruled. So, you know, some, some of the third world, as we would call them now, countries uh, didn't have rulers. They were just kind of, it was a free-for-all. So the fact that you have a leader, so that differentiates you from some others. And the fact that that leader, leader is not um, the only person in charge, essentially, which, Jason, we should do an episode on the executive branches and stuff like that yeah. sometime here. But uh, just, yeah, it makes things way different. Yeah. We have this system of checks and balances where no matter who is elected as president, there is a, a balance of power and checks that are set up against one person just steamrolling uh, laws and rules over the people because actually we the people are the government right hey jason uh, just kind of thought for some reason have you ever really heard criticism of george washington not in modern times no and not i mean on this side of our border <laughs> right yeah and i haven't seen any criticism of him in the past, like from past documents or anything like that. So obviously we know no one's perfect and everyone has their faults, but either all the documents that detailed out criticisms of George Washington have been destroyed and it's one of the largest conspiracies in the United States ever, or he was a pretty good dude who did a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing his legacy and how it is seen. How many Washingtons are there out there, you know, you know, a district named after him, the federal city named after him, the the state named after him, cities, counties, and, you know, other townships all over our country who are named after him. And uh, yeah, I can't think of, you know, with Franklin, there's, you know, some shady history with Jefferson. Yeah. But um, no, not with Washington. Crazy. Hey, so whenever the uh, the whole 1789 thing happened and they, they got the president thing going for them, most of the other guys who had been president during during those times before 1781, or I'm sorry, 1789, uh, most of those other guys are either in prominent positions in other areas or they're dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of guys died and, and you could imagine that many of those men could have become president or vice president or something else important, but, you know, the ones who who should have became those and pretty much everybody else died. And it's kind of crazy that by the time the first president is actually installed, all the men who made it possible for him to be the president have moved on in other capacities. Yeah. And uh, all I can think of is the term legacy. You know, they, they really left a legacy that they, many of them didn't get to enjoy 
the um, the benefits of their labor, um, but we do today. And so I guess right. that's what makes July 4th week such a special time. Also, this is another just aside, but John Hancock, like he did a lot of stuff and he was a pretty outspoken guy. He became the a governor after the these systems were installed and everything else. And the thing we most remember him for is his large signature. Uh, like, yeah, their, their legacies, I think it's kind of important for us to recognize their legacies and recognize what they did, that they helped out. Have you ever heard of, I mean, have you ever heard of Thomas Mifflin? No. Probably not if you're the average person. And yet he was essentially, he presided over our country for a whole year. And... That's just crazy. Yeah. Yep. Do good to the people who you're around. You may fall into obscurity. <laughs> people may never know your name, but those who you're present with in the moment, those who are, who may change the world and um, they may never know your name. Yeah. Well, hey, we uh, really appreciate that you know our names and that you like this podcast. Hopefully you like this podcast. If you're listening to the 103rd episode, and at the end of it. So uh, we would really appreciate it if you told a friend and if you tell the world by leaving us a review on iTunes. That is the best place to leave us a review because the most people can see it there. Yeah, and we really appreciate any help you can give to the podcast. You can do that by purchasing your items using our affiliate link for Amazon. Go to electioncollege.com slash Amazon. When you make purchases on Amazon using our affiliate link, we get a little cut and it helps us offset some of the costs of putting this show together. Thanks everybody for listening and we will talk to you next time in episode 104. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.